last time that I was here, I spoke to you very, very briefly about the scripture where Jesus Christ says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. The follow me is the beginning. And I told you that there was a long process between following me and making you fishers of men. So today I will start a series that I titled Faces of Spiritual Growth. Aujourd'hui, je vais commencer une série que j'ai intitulée les, fa- les, les, les faces de l'esprit de Dieu. Faces, P-H-A-S-D. Les faces of spiritual growth. Les faces des objectifs spirituels. You know, I was trying to look for the definition of growth in the dictionary. J'étais en train de chercher la définition de la croissance. And I remember when I was in school, one of my teachers had said, you don't define a word by using the word. Et je me rappelle quand j'étais à l'école, un de mes enseignants disait ne définit pas le mot par un mot. But then I noticed that most of the definitions talk about growth. Et j'ai remarqué que toutes les définitions parlent de la croissance. The ones that don't talk about growth talk about development. Quand il parle après d'avoir parlé de la croissance, il parle du développement. But then I was able to come to the realization that all of the definitions embrace one major concept. Et j'ai réalisé que toutes les définitions and that concept is the concept of change. When you have a child, for you to say that child is growing, something must be changing. Even if you are pregnant, and you stand on your scale every day and your weight is the same, même si vous êtes enceinte et que vous allez sur votre pesé et votre poids est le même. Uh, you will go to the doctor and say, help me. Vous irez au chez le docteur et dire, aidez-moi. When you go into school, quand vous allez à l'école, you find that, that what you knew in year one is not what you know in year four. Vous allez notifier que ce que vous avez connu en première année n'est pas ce que vous en quatrième. Il y a le changement qui s'est établi. Today, by the grace of God, I will introduce you to the first concept. Because when anybody, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. What happens to a new creature? They grow. It will be an anomaly. For you to be a Christian and not grow. Because everything that God created, they grow. Plants grow. In fact, if your grass is looking brown, you only need one hour of rain by tomorrow, it will look great. If your child is having a particular behavior when it's two. If that child has the same behavior at the age of nine, you'll be worried. So the question then is, why is it that as Christians, our behavior from birth is the same when we are 20 years? La question qu'il faut se poser est de savoir pourquoi notre comportement en tant que chrétien est le même du jour que nous sommes nés. Is God a God of stagnation? 
n'est-ce pas une stagnation? Please answer. Is God a God of stagnation? Yes. So if God is not a God of stagnation, il n'est pas un Dieu de stagnation. Si Dieu then it means that I should go back to that verse. Ça veut dire que quand je rentre à cette question, si man be in Christ, si tout homme est en Christ, he is a new creature, c'est une nouvelle créature. Behold, all things are all the old things are what passed away. Parce que toutes les anciennes choses sont passées. All things have become new. That is the concept of what change. Toute chose est devenue nouvelle. C'est le concept du changement. Most of us know that verse. Even if you don't know that verse, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Second Corinthians he said, "Tout le monde." John chapter one verse twelve. Chapitre Jean un douze. The Bible says, "As many as did receive him." La Bible dit aussi beaucoup qu'ils l'ont reçu. He gave them power to what? Become, become, denote change. Il leur donne le pouvoir de devenir, devenir mention le changement. But today, mais aujourd'hui, we want to talk about the internal, the personal change first of all. Nous voulons d'abord parler du changement personnel, le changement interne. You cannot change the world if you don't change yourself. Vous ne pouvez pas changer le monde si vous ne vous changez pas vous-même. But God, in His infinite mercy, has been gracious enough. To give you what you need to change you. Dieu, dans sa miséricorde infinie, a été gracieux assez pour vous donner ce dont vous avez besoin. And that is Jesus. Et ça, c'est Jésus. It is only Jesus that can change a man's life. C'est seulement Jésus qui peut changer la vie d'un homme. And then, when that life is changed, et quand cette vie est transformée, then Jesus expects you to speak like Paul. Jésus-Christ espère de vous parler. So say, I don't count myself to have arrived. Je ne me compte pas comme celui qui est arrivé. God has given me the ability. Now I will strive. Dieu m'a donné l'habilité. Maintenant, je veux me préparer. He says, forgetting the things that are behind. Oubliant les choses qui sont passées. And striving ahead to the things that are in front. Mais battre de l'avant pour les choses qui sont à venir. Meaning that we are going from glory. Ça veut dire que nous allons de gloire en gloire. There are four parts of this that I will talk about. Il y a quatre portions, à quatre parties de ce Number one, I will talk about the phase of growing downwards. Je vais parler du fait de grandir en allant de bas. You grow downwards. Vous grandissez, vous croissez, vous croissez vers le bas. I will talk about what I term growing inwards. Je vais parler de croître de l'homme. I will talk about growing outwards. Croître vers l'extérieur. And then I will talk about growing up. Et grandir, croître vers le dessus. You grow down, you grow in, you grow out, and you grow up. Vous croissez en bas, à l'intérieur, à l'extérieur. The growing downwards. La croissance vers le bas. Is always the first phase for any Christian that will have a solid ground. C'est la première phase de tout chrétien qui est sur la terre, sur le terrain. Let me let me repeat that. Je vais répéter ça. The growing downwards, la croissance vers le bas, is always the first stage. C'est la première étape for any Christian, pour un chrétien, that will withstand the problems of life. Qui va rencontrer les problèmes de la vie. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11. 
Apostle Paul says, for other foundations can no man lay. Than that that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, therefore, just as you have received him, continue to walk in him, rooted and built up in him. Enraciné et développé sur en lui. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. Ephesians 2 verse. It is built on the foundation. Il est construit sur la fondation. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. Ephesians 3 7. It is so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Comme Christ demeurera en vous par la foi. And then he prays a prayer. Et il a posé une prière. And I pray that you be rooted and grounded in love. Brethren, there is a statement that you see all the time. He says that is just the tip of the iceberg. If you see an iceberg that is that big, the root is that much. <laughs> that is why the iceberg does not move. I was watching yesterday online with my son and I was looking at some of the bridges all over the world and one particular one was more than 150 kilometers long. Then you ask yourself, how can you make a bridge to stay for 150 kilometers? It is because it is deeply rooted and passing to the ground. So that when the waves of the water come, it doesn't shake. If I one particular one, they said that they made sure that the bridge could withstand any earthquake. Can your root withstand the earthquake of life? When you talk about roots, I suddenly went back about 30 something years today. And I remember when I studied biology. And I remember that in biology there are two major types of roots. There's what we call the taproot. For those of you that don't know what a taproot is, a taproot is like a carrot. It is one major root and it goes down. As a Christian, you need that type of root. But then there's also what is called the adventitious or fibrous root. Don't worry, that's just a difficult name. There's what we call a fibrous root. And what that one does is that that one hardly goes down, but it spreads. You need to understand scripture. Psalm 1, for example, he says it shall be planted by the rivers of water. 
You will never find a tap root by the rivers of water. What you will find are roots that spread upon the water for stability. So what am I saying? You need your root to go down in Christ and then you need your root to spread out in the Holy Ghost. When your root spreads out, if you go back to that Psalm 1 verse 3, he says he brings forth his fruit in the season. When the Bible talks in Galatians chapter 5, it says, and the fruit of what? The Spirit. Let me explain that a little bit more. If you want to be deeply rooted, you need two types of roots. Or two types of roots. You need the one that goes deep. It goes straight. In Christ. And then you need the one that spreads out. Remember the Bible says even in, even in Genesis chapter 1. And the Spirit of God moved upon the water. Brethren, when your root is spread out like that, if you are in the desert, you stand. If the flood comes, the root that is spread out prevents you from being carried away. Don't you notice that there are trees around your house that it doesn't matter the kind of wind they keep standing? Remember, we are talking about growing down today. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. It says, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved, moved away from the hope of the gospel. Psalm 92, verse 13. It says, those that they planted in the house of the Lord. What will happen to them? They will flourish in the court of our God. But Jesus, when he was talking to his, uh, his, his, his followers, he said, therefore, whosoever hears these things of mine, and does them. He said, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. I know some of you think that the rock was Jesus himself. But the rock in this case are the words of Jesus that you put at the foundation of your being as you obey them. And then Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 4, 
15, 4, je vous dis, il dit, obéissez à Dieu. Et moi en vous, fruit. Si vous vous assujettissez à moi, en dehors de ça, vous ne porterez pas de fruit. Romains chapitre 16, verset 25. Il dit, non, en toi, il a le pouvoir de vous établir. Oui, qui a le pouvoir de vous établir. Brother, you do, tout ce que vous faites faire, you also remember, the Bible says 1 Corinthians 15, 58. La Bible dit en 1 Corinthiens, il dit, be ye steadfast. Il dit, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Immovable, bien enraciné dans le travail de Dieu. When you get born again, Quand vous êtes né de nouveau, the first thing you need to do is to make sure that you are fasting to the ground. La première chose que vous devez faire, c'est que vous êtes enraciné. So that you are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Pour que vous ne soyez pas mouvables par la volonté. Those that are fasting to the ground. Ceux qui sont enracinés vers le fond. They are the ones that will be able to say that the Lord indeed is my shepherd. I know I shall know what. If that is not even a prayer, it is the same. It is the same. It is the same from the experience of David. Because I know if I say, let's stand up and begin to pray now, people begin to pray. Mais je sais que quand je dis commençons à prier, les gens commencent à prier. But David is talking from experience. Mais David est en train de parler de son expérience. Il dit, ne t'inquiète pas. Il dit, parce que je suis enraciné en Dieu. Il dit, parce que je suis enraciné en Dieu. Il dit, il m'a aidé de tuer un bien. Il dit, il m'a aidé de tuer un lion. Il m'a aidé de tuer un lion. Il dit, parce que mes roots ont spread out. Parce que mes racines se sont éloignées. I know that when I go to this Goliath, je sais que quand je vais vers ce Goliath, I will not be moved. And any of us can say that. Combien parmi nous peuvent dire ça? Ordinarily, when your boss says, "Come for a meeting in my office," ordinairement quand votre patron vous appelle dans une réunion, you go to the toilet three times before the meeting. Vous allez prendre because you are trying to find out. Vous allez prendre une pause pour vouloir vous rassurer. Is it the problem I caused yesterday they found out? Est-ce que le problème que j'ai fait hier est qui s'est rappelé? Or is it the one from last week? Or is it the lie that I told? Which of the lies did they find out? Brethren, the Bible says the righteous are what? Are bold as the lion. When your boss says, I have a meeting with you, you say, I'm ready now. I think uh, it requires something. Because when you believe in God, you will be as Mount Zion. Are you getting what I'm saying? When your root is solid, when the wind comes, what happens to you? You are standing. When your root is solid, when people step on your toes, you say, what will Jesus do? 
Will Jesus turn them back and give them a good slap? When your root is solid, and people are gossiping in your place of work, you will be able to say that I don't engage in this kind of discussion. When your roots are solid, brethren, you will be able to say, though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death, but yet, I will fear no evil. Je ne tiendrai pas. I've told you the story many times. Je vous ai parlé de l'histoire plusieurs fois. When I was in grade 7, quand j'étais en septième année, suddenly they said that all the witches around Lagos were coming to meet, all the witches in Nigeria were coming to meet in our school. On a dit soudainement que tous les sorciers du Nigeria viennent pour travailler. Oh, in our city, let me put it like that. I was going to school around Badalbri, in our city. Dans notre ville. We used to have this pocket Gideon Bible then. Some people had not read the Bible for years. But because witches were coming, and they were kind enough to announce ahead of time, everybody became a Christian overnight. Oh, we walked with the Bible. We ate with the Bible in our pocket. We slept with the Bible under our pillow. When you went to the bathroom, you took it and put it on the window sill when you were having your shower. But they that do know their God, they shall watch and do exploits. How can you be grounded? I will run through seven quick things for you. Number one, be grateful. Testify of the goodness of God. Be grateful. Ephesians chapter 2, it says, For you are saved by grace, through faith, not of works, no man should boast. When I came into Sunday school this morning, I heard them talking about the woman that couldn't even say a word. À l'école de, de dimanche ce matin, j'ai déjà entendu parler d'une femme qui ne fait rien du tout. Oh, je peux dire. Tout ce qu'elle pouvait faire, was to bring the only thing she had. C'est d'amener la, la seule chose qu'il avait. For your information, go and read about Alabasta. Pour votre information, allez lire Alabasta. Judah looked at that woman. Judah a regardé sur cette femme. And said, this is one year salary, one year. La if this is the kind of ministry that we are going to do, it's better that I get my own money now. Si c'est le ministère que nous allons faire, c'est mieux que j'ai mon salaire. The woman may not have had anything else, but she had something. La femme pouvait donner quelque chose d'autre, mais elle avait quelque chose. If openly, in front of everybody. Si uh, ouvertement en présence de tout le monde. The Bible says she was kind. La Bible dit qu'il était gentil. And saying, "God have mercy on me." Number two, two, study, learn, and emulate the character of Christ. Étudier et émuler le caractère de Christ. And ask yourself that question frequently: What will Jesus do? Et à ce point, on se pose la question: Qu'est-ce que Jésus fait? Number three, trois, study the word to know the mind of God. Étudie la parole pour connaître la pensée de Dieu. Number four, quatre, rely on the Holy Spirit. Repose-toi sur le Saint Esprit. The Bible says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. That no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who 
Not him. He said, but God, what? And reveal it unto us by his spirit. Number five. Even if all you know is God loves you, preach the word. Now, let me quickly say something here. The preaching of the word simply means you proclaim the gospel of the good news. You don't need to be educated. You don't need to know theology. All you need to be able to do is that that woman did in John chapter 4. Come and see a man. He changed my life. All you need to do is to be like that man that was born blind. So that I don't know biology. I don't know anything else. I don't even know this guy is sinner or not. But all I know is that once I was a sinner, once I was blind, but now I can see. That is the gospel of the good news. Number six. Number six. Pray to the Father through the Son with the Spirit's help. You know, sometimes we are so organized that we've organized the Spirit out. That is the truth. Sometimes we have become so organized that there is no space for the Spirit. You've organized your prayer life. I will do two minutes of worship. I will do two minutes of praise. I will do ten minutes of praying for myself. I will do one minute of praying for the church. And then everybody else, 30 seconds. Now you can laugh now, that's what you do. And then immediately you begin to worship. The only thing says today, let's go in this direction. Ah, you say, no, since the day I became a Christian, I've always done it like that. We organize the spirit out. Meanwhile, Jesus said, Behold, I give you a helper. Number seven. You make a conscious effort to grow in Remember, I'm talking about going downwards today. Growing inwards is basically fellowship when you grow into the body of Christ. You will notice that Saul of Tarsus, even when he became born again, he stayed with the Christians. He understood the way things are done before he began to go out. But then as I close, you will understand, the Bible tells us, that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it all to the glory of God. Jesus said, John chapter 13, He said, a new commandment I give you. 
But then let me tell you the truth. The Bible says, if you fail in one of these commandments, you fail in all. Jesus does not ask you a lot. All he says is that, love one another. And yet, you tell me that I can't stand that brother. It's even shameless enough. You tell me he's a brother. Oh, I can't stand that sister. You didn't say, you didn't even say unbeliever, you said sister. The same blood that was shed for you was shed for the sister. Jesus can stand the sister. In fact, if Jesus can stand you, he can stand anybody. Ask yourself, occasionally. Occasionally, ask yourself. Is it easy for God that I'm his child? Ask yourself. You know, all of us have children. Uh-huh. If you want to tell yourself the truth, that occasionally when your children will do things, you say, where did these children come from? But the Bible says that God is not ashamed to be called their God. Monday to Friday, is God ashamed to be called your God? Where there was no trouble in your place of work, you look for trouble there. Two people that were very close when you met them, now because you've met them, they are not talking again. And then the question now is that is God ashamed to be called your God? But then, Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. Genesis, uh, not Genesis, uh, Romans 3, 23. It says, For all of us are saved. And we have come short of the glory of God. It goes on to 6 23. It says, For the wages of that thing is death. It says, But thank God, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Two one man sin came into this world. The Bible goes on. Romans, 10, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says that with the heart, man believes of the righteousness. And with your mouth, you make confession unto salvation. No wonder in verse 8 of that chapter, it says, This is the word, that the word is near you. The word is in your mouth. You speak it out. For one of the verses I like most out of all of them is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. He said, Let no man boast about it. If you trace the history of Apostle Paul, when he started writing his letters to the churches, 
Ah, he says I'm the chief of apostles. Yes, I'm the chief of apostles. Was he not the chief? Yes, he's the chief. At the point, he got the point, he got the place. He said, I have realized that the things I want to do, I don't do them. And the things that I don't want to do are the things that I keep doing. He said, but it is not me. By the time he was writing one of his last letters, he said, of all men, I have the most wretched. If every day that you are moving with Christ, you think you are better, you don't know God. That is why Isaiah looked at himself when he met with God. He said, who is me? Because he saw himself the way God will see him. Somebody asked a question the other time when we were doing um, Sunday school, not today. He said, what did Apostle Paul do if he was here today? And I, I did some soul searching. And then I asked myself, we talk about affliction. But we talk about it from afar. We talk about persecution. But then we are praying that we shouldn't be persecuted. And there is one of the songs that most of us like to sing. It's the song of the man that while they were about to kill him, he said, It doesn't matter what you do. I have decided to follow Jesus. My roots go all the way down. It was like the tree on the it was like the thief on the cross. He said, God, as you are killing me here, remember me in your kingdom. I will invite the choir to come. Because you don't hear a message like this and just go home. And those of you that know some hymns, please come. Because I mean, some of you may not know the hymn, but this guy said, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow before we continue singing that song, this is a song that people sing sometimes when you realize that it's gone away, you want to come back. This is a song that people sing when they decide I'm no longer going to be one leg in and one leg out. This is the song of dedication. This is the song that says, no matter what comes my way. This is the song that says, even if I live here now. And somebody says, don't call that name again. I will say that is not possible. This is the song that exposes you. 
c'est une chanson qui vous sauve. And let the enemy know where you stand. Because he says that cross before me and the world behind me. It is not the other way around. It is not the world in front of you and the cross behind. The cross is constantly in front of you. In fact, Jesus Christ said in the book of Luke, He said, if anyone will take up his cross daily, not that you took up the cross 20 years ago when you became a Christian, not that you took up the cross last week and you dropped it, but you take it every day and say, I am following him. But then feel free because today we want to pray together. I am believing God that if your root has been shallow, it will become deep today. I am believing God that if you had only one type of root today, you will have double. So why don't you rise on our feet? And as we begin to sing, if you want to come forward for prayer, you are please uh, allowed to do so. I have decided
said you want to come forward, we want to pray with you. You say, I know I have been a Christian for long, but my root is not deep enough. I only have one kind of root. I want to go deeper. I want to go further. If you want to come, please come quickly so that we can pray together and we can random the church. Because this is your opportunity tonight, today. So that the confidence that comes with knowing God intimately comes with you. Please, if you want to come, please come. If you want to stay, Pastor, I know my life has not been transformed the way it should. The Bible says, do not let us judge ourselves so that we will not be judged. I'm going to wait just about 15 seconds. If you come, we will pray with you. That your root will go down. That your root will be in Christ. That you will not be rooted in anything else. You will not be rooted in tradition. You will not be rooted in yourself. But you will be rooted in Christ Jesus. This is the last call. If anybody is coming, please come. I want to thank I, I want to thank each and every one of us to support our sister here in prayer. And say, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today. Lord, I know you. I know what you can do. I know what you have done. And I know that you have set forth your hand to me. Lord, I am sorry that I have taken that hand carelessly. Today, I hold on to the hand with my two hands. I pray that my roots will go deeper. I pray that my roots in the Holy Ghost will spread outwards. In the name of Jesus. Every way that I fill the kingdom, I pray for mercy today. Lord, let me indeed be a new creature. Help me, Lord, that I will start afresh. Help me, Lord, that change will come my way. Thank you for it, O oh God. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I confess that Jesus came in the flesh. And I take him as my personal Lord and Savior today. I give him all the glory. I will talk to you, my sister, after. I want you to lift up your voice now as you pray. Whether you want to pray now, I say, Father. No, that's only two of you. I say, Father. From today. Don't let me ever waver again. Don't let me ever, ever waver again. Ah, Father, let my foundation be solid. Let my roots go deeper. Let my roots go wider. I will never waver again in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice and pray. Let's lift up our voice and pray. And say, Lord, I will never waver again. I will not.